0: Good morning. I am Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM. Today, we're happy to have Miss Maria Otero, founder and president of the Women's Ventures Fund, back with us this week. Maria, welcome back to the program.
1: Thank you. I appreciate coming back and Telling you more about the organization.
0: Well, you know, every Saturday we probably get uh, one or two more new listeners. For those one or two new <laughs> listeners, can you share with us a little bit of background about the Women's Ventures Fund and what it's all about and, and why it's so important to our economy?
1: Sure. The Women's Venture Fund is an organization that focuses on helping women understand what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur. We work with women who are either starting businesses and need to know the basics um, of how to think through their business idea, how to organize their resources, how to launch, as well as working with women who are more advanced. That is to say, they have an existing business and they're looking to grow it, but they're not sure how or they need a loan, and they'll come to us in search of funding.
0: You know, I've had the opportunity of sitting in with you in some sessions with some of your clients, and I have to say you have a, a nice way of getting them to realize what are the immediate things that they need to do versus maybe some longer-term things that they that they want to talk about, but you, you keep them very focused. Um, how did you develop this skill in, in getting folks to uh do to really come down to ground zero and start with the most basic fundamental step
1: well i think that what we typically see is that women are coming to us with a dream and they really don't know how to convert that dream into action steps so we have to give them enough uh, room to be able to talk about the dream but then um, know when to kind of put them on hold from expanding on the vision that they have and helping them see what are the very next steps that they need to take so that they can make those dreams come true, become reality. And I think it's a a balancing act of listening and then knowing when to kind of um, marshal the conversation in a particular direction so that they appreciate that they've been heard, but they also then can appreciate that you're helping them actually take realistic steps that are manageable to them.
0: And let's talk about your, your, your primary audience uh, of the clients that you serve. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know it's heavy uh, with minority women, mm-hmm. um, but do you see a particular demographic in regards to the age of the women?
1: Well, they tend to be women who have been in the workforce for a little bit. Um, so I would say that most of our women are probably in their 30s and older. Um, we have a smaller group. Uh, percentage of women who are coming to us straight out of school or um, have been in the workforce for a very short period of time. And we're beginning to see more women who are coming to us after having retired, either because they retired early or just they've retired and now are thinking that they have the freedom to think about their next career and are interested in pursuing something that they're passionate about but don't know how to make it into a business.
0: And when, when they come, uh, I know you have a lot of different training uh, that, that, they, that they go through. Do you find that most folks are starting with the, the early curriculum, or are they stepping into the middle stage of your curriculum? Um,
1: the people who have no experience are starting with us at the earlier stages. Uh, I would say in the beginning years, 90% of the women that we were seeing were really starting at, at ground zero. So they had to take all the very basic courses. Uh, Now that we've been around for a number of years and more women have started business, we're seeing that um, I would say not quite half, but almost half of the women that that are coming to us are already in some form of an existing business. So they're coming to us a little bit further along, and we're working with them more around what are the problems that they're currently experiencing, is it possible to get them funding or what do they need to do first in order to correct a weak credit uh, score or to better manage their cash so that they can actually understand how they need to operate in order to take on a loan.
0: You know something very interesting that you shared with us during our interview last week when you talked about cash in hand uh, is very different than operating capital. Mm -hmm. How difficult is it for your new clients to understand that principle and to embrace that principle.
1: I think that it takes a while for women, particularly women who have started businesses already and didn't really have any prior business experience, they really do feel that if they have cash in hand that they, that you know, that's the same thing as having a profit and it really isn't. So it it confuses them in terms of understanding how to plan for what's needed in the next step of their business development. So getting people to be really clear on what their margins are and what it takes to actually be profitable every day or every week or every month takes a little bit of practice and it helps when women are um, interacting with us on a regular basis because then we can kind of clear up what their misunderstandings are.
0: And what are those common misunderstandings that you find that they have?
1: Well, they don't know how to price their um, product or their service properly. And so sometimes they may um, spend more time with a client and the price is set. And so they think that because the price builds into it a certain uh, margin at an hour's worth of service that when they complete the service at three hours that they still enjoy the same level of profit. And it doesn't really work that way. Mm -hmm. or, you know, they have too much inventory and they don't really understand why they're they're not seeing more cash when they've sold, you know, X number of products already.
0: Very nice, very nice. And through one of your financial modules, I guess you work through understanding uh, cash flow needs. And does the Women's Venture Fund also provide outlets to different bankers who can help them with uh, small business loans?
1: So we have a small loan program, and if, if someone is um, ready for a loan and it's uh, the kind of loan that we can make, we'll work with them directly. But some loans are larger than what we're willing to consider, and we might be able to um, work with a credit union and help them get the kind of loan that they're looking for, um, and in, a, in in earlier periods, I wouldn't say in this economy, uh, but before 2008, uh, we also worked with the banks and were able to get clients who were looking for more substantial loans to um, complete the process with the bank to successfully get a loan. So in this particular economy, we're working primarily with credit unions and other alternative lenders when someone is looking for, say, a $75,000 loan or a $100,000
0: loan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Maria, it's great to have you on the program, but what type of events do you, uh, does the Women's Ventures Fund get involved with to promote really the great things that you're doing?
1: Well, we have events that are focused on providing training experience for our clients, and those happen on a regular basis generally in our offices. But we have larger-scale events where we're looking to both, um, promote the organization and introduce the organization to other potential volunteers or financial supporters. And so we have two big events every year that are primarily fundraising events. One happens in the spring, it's a program where we recognize successful women business leaders who then share their stories about how they achieve the level of success that they have been able to achieve to date. Um, And in particular, what we're asking them to talk about is how were they able to take the risks that they took in order to get their business uh, to the level of success that they currently enjoy. Uh, We find that that particular program, which is called our Highest leaf Award Program, really resonates with our clients as well as with um, women who are still uh, developing their career path in corporate America because it really showcases how women, whether they're entrepreneurs or they're corporate executives, have to understand their market and have to understand when it's appropriate to take a risk so that they can get to the next level. It's very similar, uh, emotionally speaking, whether you're taking a risk as an entrepreneur or you're taking the risk as a corporate executive. So that's um, a very popular program that we have found has been inspirational to both our clients as well as our supporters.
0: And how many years has that program uh, been going on?
1: Um, I believe we've now done it eight years, and this year will be our ninth. Mm -hmm. And then in the fall, we have a larger-scale program, which is our annual gala. And at that event, we have a silent auction as well as a live auction, in addition to having... um, a keynoter and generally one or two other uh, highly successful women uh, business leaders who will talk about a defining moment. Uh, The theme for that event is really to have a woman who has achieved a high level of success really discuss how she really focused on making a critical decision at some point in her career in order to help her get to the next level.
0: And um, who are some of the uh, recent uh, awardees that you've had on the uh, GALA program?
1: Well, in this particular year, uh, we had Ramona Singer, who's on the um, Housewife of New York program.
0: I bet that was exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It was,
1: and um, since uh, she was able to come and be supported by her family and friends as well as some of the cast members. It it created a lot of uh, buzz for the evening, so that was a lot of fun.
0: And but uh, unfortunately, there were no um, uh, tables flying or bottles being thrown.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think that's the Housewives of New York's program. That's the New Jersey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And but we also had another successful entrepreneur, uh, Susan Berman, who has her own communications marketing company. And she was also uh, able to share how she was able to grow her company and take a risk in, in starting her current company after being a very successful uh, corporate business person uh, and is now leading up a business that continues to grow.
0: That is that is wonderful. That is wonderful. And I, And I think it's important to know that the fees that the Women's Venture Fund charge their clients for this training, it's not expensive. It's it's very inexpensive. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I mean, a workshop can be, you know, anywhere from $25 to $45. A course series can be anywhere from 150 to $250. So, um, and and that will run for, you know, up to 14 hours. So it, it, it really is very modest, particularly in light of, all of the support that you get. And once you're in our training program, there's a lot of follow-up and hand-holding that, that you get as part of the process. And I think that that's one of the important differences between our program and other programs, is that when we work with you, we really do try to make sure that you understand how to apply the insights that we're um, covering in that, in that session to your particular
0: situation. Right. And, and and that's why it's so important um, that you've been getting support from the community uh, for your events, the Highest Leaf Awards, and the uh, annual gala, because that's really uh, the crux of your fundraising, correct?
1: Mm-hmm, that's correct. I mean, that's where we go to the public to support what we're doing so that we can continue to offer our services at such um,
0: modest rates. Right. And I, I have to say that... Um, uh, Tracy Cal- caliendro who is on our board, uh, she works at Goldman Sachs, and they have just been a fantastic supporter of the Women's Ventures Fund. And uh, how did you come about developing that relationship with Goldman Sachs? By the way, uh,
1: well, we've had board members from I don't know how many years back that have had a connection to Goldman Sachs. Um, one of the one of the key target groups that um, I looked at when we were Trying to launch the organization was to make sure that we had people from the financial services sector because we were, in fact, looking to launch an organization that would have capital to lend out. Uh, so, in the course of networking with others, I uh, continued to be introduced to other women who were involved or working in the financial services sector, and through that, um, we were able to connect with Goldman's um, annual Community TeamWorks program.
0: And uh,
1: Tracy was one of the volunteers early on who volunteered to um, work with our clients as part of this program that Goldman supports uh, for its employees. And she uh, got more and more involved over the years, and uh, eventually we were able to welcome her to join the board and she's been a phenomenal board member and very active ever since.
0: Very nice, very nice. And um, considering what the uh, U.S. economy has gone through over the past couple of years, unfortunately we've lost some other corporate sponsors. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you know, like most nonprofits in this area, we had a significant amount of our support coming from banks, and in our particular case, um, many of the banks that, were closed as a result of what happened in 2008 such as Bear Stearns and Washington Mutual Um, they they no longer exist uh, but they were significant supporters for us and so we are now rebuilding um, to replace what had originally been supported by their efforts.
0: Wonderful, wonderful but um, in, in moving forward you've been able to keep the organization going, training more women which is helping our economy to grow um, if folks want to make a donation to the uh, Women's Ventures Fund, they can go right to the website, correct?
1: Correct. They can go to womensventurefund.org and there is a donate button there and uh, people can, you know, donate directly through PayPal. Or they can send a check to the organization and our address is at the website um, as well. But we're at um, 318 West 39th Street, uh, New York, New York, one hundred eighteen.
0: Fantastic, and if someone, for whatever reason, maybe they don't have the 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 necessary financial means to make a contribution, they can volunteer as well, can't they? Absolutely, we have volunteers
1: that assist us at the office. Uh, they can come and help answer phones, or you know, stuff mailers, or things like that. Or if they have business skills, they can help us as we prepare different programs. And that's where a lot of our professional volunteers uh, tend to. Assistance
0: at. That is great. So this, there's there's a role for everyone. Mm-hmm. That is that is awesome. Can you share with us some of the success stories of some of your clients? I know there's a particular client that, that you have that has a delivery business.
1: Uh, we do have a, a client who uh, has a package delivery service, a messenger service, and she's located in Brooklyn. And when she came to us, she was looking to... Uh, really acquire her first vehicle. Uh, we helped her understand how to price her structure, and so she's been able to continue to operate through these last couple of years, even during these difficult times, because she understands what it takes to be able to accept an order and to be able to um, achieve the kind of profit that she needs to be successful. Uh, we have also seen some of the women who are in the health um services sector grow their businesses. In particular, we have someone in the Bronx who has a home health aid training program uh, where she's now training up to 1,000 women uh, each um, every couple of the months. Uh, so that's a, a great growth from where she started where she was only training a couple of hundred women uh, at the beginning of the relationship. Uh, we have women who started um, working on providing uh, cosmetology services, hair-cutting hair services uh, from a home-based situation, and now have more than one salon. So uh, we see women in, in lots of different businesses, and they generally will work with us for a couple of years uh, so that they can grow the business because it takes a while for them to develop the skills that they need to in order to actually take the business to the next level.
0: Very nice. Very nice. And and let's talk about the future. Let's talk about 2011, Maria, with your, your vision for the Women's Ventures Fund. Uh, what is on the docket for 2011 in regards to the growth of the Women's Ventures Fund?
1: Well, I think you'll see that in addition to offering uh, our traditional training courses, we're going to be looking to assist women with more loans. Uh, so we are looking to grow our loan program and to make sure that it's targeted to women who are in business and are having a difficult time accessing capital from banks. Uh, We also have uh, the beginnings of a procurement program, uh, which we launched about two years ago, and we're looking to take that a little bit further down the line, so we will be looking to connect women with corporate buyers or, in some instances, government buyers to facilitate the process of them understanding how to successfully bid and to be considered for bids when it's appropriate uh, for a particular product
0: or service that they make. And, I, and as I recall, it wasn't this past summer, but a year ago uh, you had an event where I think Macy's was a major sponsor and um, you had some folks that were able to showcase are various different services uh, to Macy's.
1: Correct. Um, we had a conference in, in Newark, New Jersey on procurement in particular, and we had several corporations, including Macy's, and we had several area hospitals who um, purchased a lot of services on a smaller scale so that they were perfect for the clients that we were working with then. Uh, and through um, a series of interviews that we set up occur during the day. Uh, we were able to identify which of those clients were really ready for a contract from one or another of those corporations that were attending, and we were able to help um, more than a dozen women actually land a contract and another uh, 10 percent or so understand how to get into the process of being considered for a contract down the line.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome.
1: And I think that that's one of the areas where we know that women are still relatively weak. Um, the research shows that on the federal government uh, level, less than uh, 4% of all contracts go to women. And when you look at New York State, I believe it's even less than 1% of contracts go to minority women. So, so this is an area where growth would be a significant um, development that would really help these communities and women-owned firms in particular.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Maria, do you have plans to um, make the Women's Financial Fund a national organization?
1: I think that we are looking at how we might do that. Um, Certainly, the economy has changed and our original plans uh, need to be revised. So we're taking a close look at what we originally thought would be a path for us to grow and Looking to see how we should revise that to reflect this new economic reality that we are now living with and that's expected to continue for another couple of years so that we can develop a plan that will be sustainable even in this environment.
0: You know, with all the uh, articles that we've seen in the press regarding uh, women being very successful in, in business and starting new entrepreneurial careers with the success of micro-lending, I, I would think that the banks would be clamoring looking for uh, women to invest in. Do you find that to be true, or you find that there's more lip service to that versus folks actually doing it?
1: Yeah, I actually think it's less true now than it was in 2008. I think with the uh, with all the mergers that have happened and the financial um, the collapse of the financial services sector, banks in particular, we find that there's less investment in small businesses at, at any level, and there's less of an interest by any of the major banks in minority or uh, low and moderate income. So it's actually more difficult to access capital from banking institutions than it had been in the past. So that's why organizations like mine or uh, community banks and credit unions are even more important and more critical for small businesses because they are, in fact, becoming the only organizations that businesses can turn to for financial support.
0: You know we really need to to really expose this problem. Everyone is talking about it, uh, but we need to start to write about it in the op ed opinion pieces because you know with we know that entrepreneurs drive this economy, and we know based upon your statistics that you've shown time and time again that women are really the, the predominant force that are starting these new. Careers, we really need to get the message out to the banks that they really need to do this and maybe get our, our congressmen to pressure them to really do what's in the best interest of the country, and that is to invest in business, businesses started by women.
1: Well, that would certainly be helpful, and, and certainly if uh, congressional members would use their uh, power to look at what's happening in the area of the Community Reinvestment Act and looking to see how throughout all of this uh, financial reorganization that we hear about, how that's been diluted, that would be uh, a tremendous assistance to um, organizations like ours as well as communities that have traditionally been able to access at least some level of credit through banks because of the CRA requirements of the past.
0: And and maybe there's something that we can appeal to our Senator uh, Congressman, uh, excuse me, Senator Schumer, because he seems like he's a man of action, and if there's bureaucracy or red tape in the small business, uh, 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 small business association, maybe he can open up some doors for us. Could be. Um, we can
1: certainly try and see what happens.
0: We can. We can reach out to uh, to Senator Schuman. <laughs> And, and let's talk about New Jersey. At, at one point, I know that uh, the Women's Ventures Fund had its eyes on expanding into New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the, the situation economy, things have slowed down. But there is still a great interest to invest in New Jersey, correct?
1: Absolutely. And we're still getting clients who are coming to us and taking our programs in New York. So they will come from uh, as far uh, as South Jersey to uh, uh, training programs here in, in New York City. Um And as we are able to rebuild, um, we expect that we'll start taking our programs back out to New Jersey. But for now, all of our classes are being held in New York, and the women who we have um, relationships with or who are calling our office and are in New Jersey are willing to come to our offices in New York to receive training and counseling and to be considered for our loans.
0: Again, i like to stress to our listening audience that uh, Maria Otero, the founder and president of the Women's Ventures Fund, uh, they've been in existence over 10 years and they have trained over 14,000 uh, women and I would encourage everyone to go uh, to your website and your website is Maria?
1: womensventurefund.org
0: And there's many ways that you can participate, you can volunteer, you can donate. Um, if you have someone that you feel is worthy of being honored at the Highest Leaf Awards, which is their annual luncheon, which is held in May or June, uh, please contact Maria Otero, as well as if you have someone who is a high-level executive that has done outstanding things uh, in the world of business and you feel that they should be recognized. Again, uh, we have a, they have a gala that's held in September of every year, September, October. And, Maria, what... Next year, is it going to be September again, or will it be October? It will
1: be October. The target date is October 24th, I believe.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know, Maria, we have a couple minutes left, and I'd like to give you an opportunity to share your thoughts with our audience about the Women's Officials Fund in regards to what what it means to you and and what you want it to mean to everyone else.
1: Well, I think that when I first set about um, talking about creating such an organization, I felt that it was important that there be a place where women who were trying to understand what it took to be successful as an entrepreneur could turn to for information and resources. So I'm glad that the Women's Venture Fund has been able to fill that gap, and we continue to be the place for women to come to to just get basic information or to get um, real support so that if they are already in business and are really troubled by the situation that they are currently facing. They know that they will have in here and that we will try to see if there's some way that we can assist them to find a resolution to their issues. Um, so many women are starting businesses for the first time and they don't have all of the experience or access to people with a lot of uh, experience running successful businesses. So it's important that they start networking early that they start connecting with organizations like ours early so that they can really get involved in understanding how entrepreneurs think, how they evaluate business opportunities, and to have people that they can call upon so that when they're faced with a a challenge that they have some people who they can call upon to help them think through their problems.
0: Wow, that is that is really, really excellent. Well, Maria, believe it or not, we are out of time. And okay. uh, I want to thank you for coming on the program.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you um, promoting the organization to your audience and letting them know that if they're interested in growing a business, that they should give us a call.
0: Well, there you have it. We are here with Maria Otero, the founder and president of the Women's Ventures Fund based out of New York. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and for my friends abroad streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.